This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries. And your number one source for after-show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hey guys, we're actually going to restart because the stream is being wonky. Give me a sec. Network, After Buzz TV, over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after show entertainment. After Buzz TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing after shows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind the scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Afterbus TV's Penny Dreadful. We are here doing Season 2, Episode 3. It's a girls' night tonight. Yeah. Bobby is obviously not here. I'm your host, Marissa Serafini. Joining me, I have a lovely panel. Beautiful ladies. Ladies, introduce yourselves. I'm Allison Dean. You can find me at the Allison Dean on Twitter and Instagram. Hi, guys. This is Sarah Stratton. Hi, I'm Roxy Stryer. You can find me everywhere at Roxy Stryer. Great. And you can follow me on Twitter at Serafini TV. We are live tonight on YouTube. We are following the YouTube chat. So join Say along. Say something. Yes, join along with the conversation. Lots to say about this episode. 
overall, quickly, what were your overall thoughts? Roxy, we'll start with you. I thought that it was really beautiful, a, a little difficult to watch, uh, and interesting, not what I was expecting to get out of this week. It, we really, really went into a different direction. I do wish we had time to touch in on some of the other characters, considering it is such a short season. Yeah. Right. Uh, and this entire episode was dedicated towards one thing, but I, I it, and I found some plot holes with it too, but I will say, we'll, we'll talk about it more. <laughs> Um, I have like a bajillion things to say. First thing to say <laughs> is that everyone should know that Roxy's hair stops before the table. It's true. It's my first show back. I cut ten inches off, guys. It, it yeah. no longer goes Rest below. In peace, it's still hair. very, it's still very impressive hair. Yeah. Thank you. I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> Second, although I was very engaged in this episode, liked it, like the acting, like the relationship, a lot of good things to say. While look, when looking at this as a season and as a show, I don't know how much that I really learned that couldn't have been said a lot quicker. Mm-hmm. Taking away from this, I know that she has a mentor. I know that she's met the witches before. I kind of knew that already because she mentioned it last week. I know that now we learned how she learned the demonic language. And we learned she has this book or may may or may not have this book. And we already knew she had tarot cards. In the highlight of this episode, when you click the info button on DirecTV, it says, Vanessa Ives learns how to master some of her powers or something along those lines. And I was really excited. I thought we were going to see progression. And we kept getting these hints like, you need to learn how to protect yourself. You have this great power. I didn't see her harness anything that we didn't know she could do. I'm not seeing her expand or become... Like, I feel like she has the potential to be a foe and to, like, stand up for herself and to be someone that this coven of witches should fear as much as want. And right now, I'm just like, mm, for such a strong-willed woman who went out of her way to find um, the cut wife, what has she learned since then? Why mm-hmm. has she not made any steps forward to be able to master her power a little more? That so... We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Season-wise, I'm like... We really need to be pushing a little harder. Okay, well, we do still have the rest of the season to hopefully answer more plot holes that this episode may have had. Allison, what did you think? I thought it was kind of brutal. I'm, I'm like not a, I can't watch animal cruelty easily. It's very uncomfortable for me. So yeah, it was grimacing for me. Are you talking about the rabbits or the cows? The cows, the cows and. The rabbit was fine. I mean, I'm not fine, but fine. The human getting burnt, though, that was cool. All, no, not that was an not. Animal. That was not good either. That cool, was not good right? either. That was definitely. We'll I get, was, you know, we'll get shuddering at that as well. So I'd say, all in all, just brutal. I I agree, brutal. Um, I can understand where you're coming from, Sarah. That a lot of things, because right now we have at the beginning how Vanessa learned all of her craft, who taught her, why she knows the things she knows, why the Nightcomers, why she's so afraid of the Nightcomers. Still, it doesn't show the progression from A to B, from what we know her now in the present day London to what was her in the past. So it's like, again, the audience didn't see any progression in any difference. 
and I think that's where the later episodes will come into play. I did, but what I will take out of this episode was, like, all the things that she learned and shows. Also, I think at the end of it, there's the message that she is still good compared to everyone else who strayed off the path and listened to the devil and listened to his empty promises. She was the one, and and the cut cut wife was the one who stayed good. So it gives the audience the message that Vanessa is still good despite all these outside forces making us try to believe or make me make people think that she might be evil or possessed in some way, that she's still innately good. I didn't get that message from this, especially after the cut wife looks at her and on her deathbed and says, I still don't know whether your heart is good or evil. I kind of feel the same way. I, I'm inclined to think it is good because she's our protagonist, but I, I, I hear the cut wife. I hear what she's saying, and I, I didn't walk away from this thinking, yes, Vanessa has proved herself, and she is good. I, I'm still on the fence. I agree with you, especially because I feel like Vanessa feels like she doesn't hasn't really taken whether she's good or bad. I'm. It spoke earlier to the monster inside of her. She sees herself as more of a monster than anyone else. And the cowboy says, "You will be as long as you believe that." And we constantly see Vanessa have this struggle between being a woman of God and struggling with the demon that she has. And I think that until we can mentally see her overcome that, we are just going to see her flip-flop back and forth. Yeah, I kind of see that happening too. I think it's going to be a progression of just her being tormented for, you know, an undetermined amount of time and hence the seasons will just continue to go on. <laughs> right, and, and also a big theme of tonight's episode was weakness. And it's not just from from Vanessa and Cutwife. We also saw it with Evelyn's character and Hawks. Evil. That, yeah, very. But it's like, it's the whole theme of weakness and people being down on themselves and getting to that point of self-deprecation because you think you're weak and vulnerable. So it's the, and I think that's maybe where Vanessa comes from, that if she believes she's weak, then she loses her power. So, and I think and that comes why she is such a strong character that we know. But I think what that also showed us is as long as Vanessa remains weak, she's going to be prey for Evelyn. Mm-hmm. That's how she controls, or that's how we're learning she controls the people around her. So how she controlled her husband at the time was through this weird, you know, sexual dominant act. And that's how she motivated him to act in a certain way, and while Vanessa remains to be weak towards Evelyn, she will still be prey. She has to be able to be able to fight against them, and she is I mean, this episode starts with her sharing the story with Ethan Mm -hmm. and he right now is being shown as the protector he is the one that the coven of witches is I wouldn't say fearful of, but watchful over. They talk about him being kind of the fighter of of God. That is what they feel threatened by. I think that if someone so powerful is residing in the house, that's who you should be fearful of. She just, Vanessa needs to learn to control her powers or to be able to fight for herself. I think a couple things. Number one, like you were just talking about, we see her sharing this with Ethan. I was very surprised we didn't bring it full circle. Why they, why they would start the episode with that, but then not close on 
it was weird and it makes me think that maybe next week we still will be on this for a little bit until mm. she closes out, which mm. I, I don't want to see. I, now we have learned it. But I also wanted to say, back to something Sarah said earlier, and we didn't learn anything about her character. I felt like I did learn something about her character. And I, and I felt like one of the biggest moments where I did was when she was about to be molested and she bites down on his hand and she takes a knife to him. Yes, I know that in current day she's capable of that, but I didn't know she was capable of that seven years ago. And I and I liked seeing where... And I don't think eight years ago she would have been. I think that this woman taught her a lot. And I, I wanted to see where that came from. Was it seven years ago? They said, I think that's what they said. She said several years ago, not seven. Oh, I thought it said seven years Cause ago. Because at first I thought she said seven, but she, the subtitle said several. Okay, so... However, Sometimes so subtitles are incorrect, time. but yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was yeah. another form of saying, It's between three and seven. Far away. Between yes. three and seven years, we'll go with. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, a good time has passed to know yeah. that she has harnessed her craft and learned a great deal from Kawaii. Absolutely, but at the same time, I do know what you're saying, that she hasn't really made that many advancements since then, in the sense that she still can't really control this language. Sometimes it comes out, sometimes it doesn't. She can't really... Um, yes, she's with the tarot cards. She's still doing the same exact thing she was doing back then. So I don't know how she's progressed since then, but this is how she got to be who she is today. So that's why it was important to me. Mm-hmm. And I like the fact... Okay, what would you think of... Good, thank goodness. Patty LuPone, she was phenomenal she's in tonight's so episode. Freaking good. Yes. What do we think of Cut Wife and how she really added to the story and Vanessa's back story? I think that she is such a phenomenal actress. Yeah. And, and I think that might be why I was captivated during this episode so much. Because if it had been somebody who didn't knock it out of the park, I would have been like, why, why are you bringing me back here for an entire hour? Right. She was so good. So good to the very end. I just wanted, she made me want to hysterically cry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was nearly there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think it's a testament to her that for me, this episode, if you take this out of the series of Penny Dreadful and just look at this, we just watched this alone, how much they made also this story about her life and about what she was going through as the cut wife and her battle with human nature and Mm -hmm. the fact that in the end what destroyed her was someone that she had helped. That whole element of storytelling was really fulfilled for me and like I understood what her job was, why she was doing it, who she was connected to and her own fears. Like I felt like they really filled out her life which I, I thought was very strong. I'm just not sure how much I don't know if I did actually need a full episode of this. Well, I wonder if we'll ever see any bit of her again, because she was so incredible and, again, captivating that if we don't go back to her, why did we spend so much time with her? Why am I now so invested in her? I think that they might do, like, some flashback-type stuff, especially as as Vanessa gets led towards, you know, the ultimate witch scenario. Mm-hmm. I think that there could be just because of obviously the fact that these two are sisters were sisters you mm-hmm. know I, I think that we could see some flashback stuff I, I would tend see, to agree but because it's Patty Lapone, she's so busy that, <laughs> no I'm serious it's I, not happening I, I feel like they would have cast somebody who was more of a no name if they were intending on bringing her back well and they could have filmed it already and, well, and I think because we spend so much time with Cutwife's character that we won't get any flashbacks. We got everything Let's we needed IMDb. to know about what happened between Vanessa and Cutwife, their whole interaction, how the relationship grew, and what Vanessa learned during that time. We spent so much time with her that, and so there was beginning, middle, end. They offed her 
I don't think we're going to see her again. I, I, I'm not going to eliminate completely that we're not going to see her again. I don't think we're going to see much of her again. Yeah. There might be like one little scene, maybe. But they, in their flashbacks, I feel like there's a lot of characters that we have been introduced to in previous season, in last season, that may, that I don't really think we'll see again. Like, they talked about Vanessa's mother for a split second today. She was, she, like, her, Vanessa's earlier life with Mina has also been referenced in flashbacks before. And for, I can't remember if she had a full episode last season or not, but I know that there were strong chunks of it. And I don't really crave to see a lot of those characters again. You don't care to see Mina or the mom again? Um, well, Mina's dead. Mina is gone, as of what we know. Right, yeah, and as, as is the mom. And, yeah. and also, the I think the only reason why they referenced Mina at the you know, previously on, it was to show that this literally happened after mm-hmm. Vanessa had the encounter with Mina on the beach. Because she right. was still in the yeah. same black wardrobe when all- she went to exactly. the cut life. And now, the cut life was also dead. They tend to kill people in flashbacks. We should just take that as a note. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if we're going back in time, your Flashback. character's gonna die by the end of the episode. <laughs> Good chances they're not alive now. Yeah, but, absolutely. Uh, I, I, I really liked cut wife and what she added to this story. And I think it progressed Vanessa just just a little bit, and we know little nuances to what we know now. And London and Patty Lapone is just phenomenal. She is awesome, and it, it shows the strength of her character that when all of her sisters went uh, with the devil and went with Lucifer, that she by herself stood strong. Makes you wonder if, if we do see more about that decision they had to make and if it was just so easy for them to go that way or if there were people who struggled and that were also trying to stay day walkers. Yeah, um, we learned a lot about day walkers and night walkers and the whole story. Nightcomers. Night yeah, nightcomers. And sorry. Um, a night walker is a different thing. <laughs> yeah. But the, the how the devil is influenced and why, like, how it all ties into the nightcomers and why Vanessa is so afraid of them, which I think is really good for the audience to distinguish, like, what's, why is Vanessa so afraid of them? That this, this devil language, it's not something to be messed with. Right. It. it I agree, but it just, I couldn't even think about what you're talking about right now because all I could keep thinking in my mind, and finally I just blurted out, is how does she not recognize her? I agree with you. How does Vanessa not recognize her? It doesn't make any sense. She's seen her now multiple times. She saw her when she came for her the first time. She sees her at the burning. And then when we see her last season do the entire thing, what? And and that's where I'm going to have to, not to argue, but in a way because I think that's where the editing comes from because we always see Evelyn looking at Vanessa but we don't see Vanessa really looking at Evelyn because if you think about it the first time when they were at the stones uh, she's Vanessa saw the three women but walking away so it might be led to believe that her vision was obscured and she then also turns the, her face with the cloak I yes. don't think I agree with it and, but. and then like, even at the burning of cut wife uh, Evelyn was in the back looking upon Vanessa, but Vanessa wasn't seeing Evelyn. So, like, I think that goes with the, the movie-making magic that is editing. 
It shows Evelyn knows Vanessa. Vanessa doesn't know Evelyn. But I also think it's possible, you know, in terms of even how she engaged with Sir Malcolm, whispering in his ear, and suddenly he's, like, entranced by her. I don't necessarily... that We, we don't know like, the extent of all of her powers, so it's quite possible that she's already put kind of some weird spell on Vanessa where Vanessa won't recognize her. I don't know, some weird well, thing like that? Do you think she's entranced? I don't think so. No, I think that... I, I don't think we've seen anything of that. We... If you look at their interaction in this season, we got when Vanessa's in the snow and we right. do get an incantation from the other side. And Vanessa feels, you. I got the sense that she felt some sort of presence that pulled yes. her in. That's where my pro- problem comes in. Because I did see them try to hide, a cl- hide her in the cloak. She turned her head. I did notice that she was seen through the flames so it wasn't direct eye contact. My bigger problem is that everyone else seems to be able to sen- the other witches in the show seem to be able to sense each other's presence. And I would be more like, why is there no recognition there? If there is this bond that's deeper, if there is this ebb and flow of power mm-hmm. and if Vanessa has spent it's been years since she was with you would I feel like you would recognize almost someone's scent as in the same way that Evelyn recognizes Vanessa's and who she is but I, I see what you guys are saying but I'm just calling BS on the whole thing because I think she saw her I, I guess with the editing whatever she, when she's when finally uh, Pile of Pawns character is about to fall to the ground, the cutlass going to fall to the ground. She's going towards them, and Vanessa comes running out and stops her. She sees her face. She sees, and then later on, when she recognizes the witches, she's already seen this woman. I, I'm sure that we can say X, Y, and Z about it. Yes, maybe she was cloaked a little bit. Maybe it was through the flames. Vanessa is a very smart woman. I don't think this is a face she would forget, and I definitely think she saw. I think it's going to be really interesting to see how it all kind of, I don't know, comes together because it is weird. I, yeah. I don't disagree. I it's weird. I think when we see their Evelyn and Vanessa's second encounter in this season in present day London, we'll see how they interact. If Vanessa is more surprised and taken back that it is Evelyn behind all this, then we'll understand that no, Evelyn, Vanessa didn't know Evelyn back then or like didn't know if she was part of it. So I, I really, again, think it's just how they're going to present how they meet each other in right. day London. Or maybe it is what Allison was saying. Maybe she did kind of put some sort of I don't know, curse or whisper something, something, I don't know. something on her. Mm-hmm. That would at least explain it. But for me, I was just so hung up on that. Because it's I been so many times. I know. They've been sort of in the same proximity. Yeah, I agree. Okay. But Evelyn, even her character back then, just her influence on humans, and, and we saw the in- interaction with Hawks, and taking down Cutwipe. And I, this is where I found the irony in all this, that it wasn't witchcraft that took down Cutwipe. It was human nature, like you were saying, Human Sarah, influence, yeah. And making Cutwipe look like she was the one that was ex- responsible for killing all the cattle because she's a witch and therefore degrading the, the estate value and whatnot. Therefore, we have to get rid of her. Just so hawks can get the land. Right. What's disgusting about this is there's a lot of things about this show that have never happened in the world, like like a Dracula type thing, you know, that didn't actually exist. But which is and burning witches at the stake, this is something that has actually happened before. And this woman who is helping people gets so brutally murdered. Ooh. It wasn't just like, okay, we're going to hang you. Oh my God, she was so brutally murdered. It was hard to watch. And everybody 
was smiling uh-huh. and was cheering it on. And even the person who she had just helped came with the flame. It makes me feel sick about humanity sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sick about humanity, but visually so interesting. And I liked it a lot better. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, and I liked seriously. it so much better than the killer ring pop. Oh, the right. killer ring pop, yeah. yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. You don't like that. I it, hate that thing. It happened so quickly. And just like, so I agree that it was brutal, but how they shot it with the drips in the eyes and how it framed around her mouth. It was beautiful. It was... And disgusting. Oh. Uh, yeah, I, I, that's one of those images that's going to stay with me. When I think about the show, I will think about that moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that they did an incredible job with it, especially when we were building up the entire episode to it. They they nailed it. Yeah, it uh, was it was beautiful, Sarah. I had a couple of questions. Go for it. Um, the main one because it, it doesn't really come in a certain point, but there was such a focus today between the witches and different conversations about. The kiss. Right. Yes. And I, I, at first when they brought it up, I was like, is this the, is it the kiss of death? What does this kiss symbolize? Like, what power does that give them? Because they, they kept, I, I don't know if it was just me or if you guys are going to, they just kept bringing it up. A hundred percent. Even when, uh, she, the uh, wife turns to Vanessa and says, did you kiss Mina? And she says, yes. Mm-hmm. You know, all of that, they mentioned it many, many times. I am not sure. We have seen many women on the show kiss each other, and maybe that is the way that they pass some sort of message or power or influence. I don't know. I, I, I see it more so that's how they communicate that they are sisterhood. And we saw it when we first were introduced to the coven that they kissed, and, and I think that was just their way of how they introduced themselves to each other, like a, mm-hmm. a, a salutation in a way. Did we see Mina and it Vanessa just, kiss ever? Was that something that we uh, knew? I think we did. I, I think we did, too. In the first season, mm-hmm. I think we did. I think it was when the, in a flashback, actually, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know. The house or in the garden. You guys or, let yeah, us know at probably home. Probably the episode when uh, Closer Than Sisters. Oh, when yeah. we had the whole flashback mm-hmm. exposition of well how those two. Mm-hmm. I just, I feel like there's some, it's, it's definitely has transcended the, just like, sexual nature of a kiss. It is a deeper, like, trust, sisterhood, bond, mm-hmm. some sort of magical, I feel like, connection. Absolutely. This isn't the show trying to say, just so you know, we think a lot of people are lesbians. This is them trying to say, when we show a kiss, it means something mm. that isn't necessarily just mm-hmm. sexually based. Well, I thought it was interesting, too, when um, when the coven first came to see... Um, Sir Malcolm? No. No. Uh, to see uh, the, the cut wife. And mm-hmm. they were both, you know, teetering on that, you know, line. the boundary, the line of demarcation between right. them or whatever it was. And how she said, em- like, embrace me, come to me, kiss me, sister. And so I feel like there's some aspect of a power thing where when when either the, you know, the other sisters, coven daughters kiss her or when someone else does, it's um, sucking some life or power. She also mentioned the devil. She also said, in kissing me, you'll kiss your master, more or less. Folding like your was, body like a lover. So it's like there, there's a direct connection to the devil anytime she gets kissed, I I'm guess. Not, or I it's, don't know. It's, it's, it's a little weird. It's ambiguous. Yeah, right. Yeah. But there, that was strange. The whole power play in between that, that whole scene. I, I think it just shows the audience that there's a 
deeper connection. Um, the touch, the lip touch. By kissing. Mm-hmm. And is something more meaningful. That, that, you brought up the stones, the barrier. That to me is my plot hole. Why are there not stones in front of any of these other places safe holds? She does say she forgets which ones or whatever. The totems. There's a lot of totems that protect, oh. but there's so many that she doesn't remember which ones like, work. Like, like really? No protective charms. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think that that might come into play at some point, mm-hmm. and we could be able to build up a way to get there. Maybe Vanessa doesn't know how to activate that right now, but she might. But okay, but also, so we see at the beginning of the episode, we had the stones that had the cut wife's symbols that protected her, mm-hmm. and then at the end, we saw Vanessa put her own symbol of the scorpion. But every time we see Vanessa pray. Now in this season, in present day London, she has the scorpion. So it is her way of protecting herself. Mm -hmm. Not on stones, but just herself. So now looking back to the episode where we see her make the blood scorpion for the first time, do we think that that was her trying to protect her mind from being hacked almost or or something? I also think it's it's her symbol. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel that is, if anything, is to give her power. It is the, that is as strong as any spell. That is her symbol. That is what she is or accepts herself to be. Little Scorpion. Mm-hmm. Little Scorpion. And also, the cut wife said when, you know, she's praying, pray with God, pray with all you've got. And mm-hmm. especially if you're going to use the devil's language. Um, the, there was a line, pray with all you got, and I think that's she definitely why does. she has the scorpion, why she prays so fervently. She prays with all she has. Mm-hmm. If we go to the first episode of this season where Vanessa does communicate and she uses demonic language, and later on she claims she doesn't remember what she's saying, now I'm thinking, and I even said this at the time, that that's not true. I think she knows more than she's letting on. I, I do think she, because we heard um, tonight, once you know the language, you never forget the language. And yes, it could be subconscious, but I don't think it is. I, I do think in that instance it was it was um, unconsciously done, or she mm-hmm. wasn't aware of what she was saying. I think that if she had heard the words herself, she would be able to understand them. I believe that, because I believe she knows the language. I I guess I visualize it almost like as a she was taken over more fully at that moment, almost like a blackout where she was spewing this these words to the nightcomers, but she can't recall what she said, so she cannot translate what she said. No, I think she knows exactly what happened. I think they said we're coming for you, and I think she said f off, but in better words. <laughs> and she didn't want to tell any Ethan or anybody because she hadn't even told them how she knew this language yet. I I, th- I think that now that she's opening up to Ethan and we see that tonight, we are going to get more of the story and find out how much knowledge she actually has. Yeah. And again, I think that just goes with languages in general. But, like, you lose, you don't use it, you'll lose it. Yeah. Well, and, yeah, but we hear tonight you don't. You right, don't ever this lose case. this one. But yeah. also, the cut wife said, like, don't use it idly. It's like, don't study it or else it will overcome you and you will succumb to the power of the devil. It will literally be all you know and your mouth will not mm-hmm. be your own. It will be the devil. So and I think that was a warning. It's like, don't study it as well as you should. It's just like, stay away from it as if you can. My question to you guys is, when she says, I am like no others, she says it multiple times, do you believe she is like no others, or do you be- believe she's exactly like some of these others? I think this show has built her to completely be... The foundation of this show is that legions will go after her because she is like no others. I think, of course, she has similarities too to witches. She has similarities to people who are possessed by the devil, but she's obviously something more, and that they're all targeting her. 
I don't think that we've been led to believe that there are different covens of witches around the world seeking their own devil's mates or whatever Vanessa is supposed to be. Um, I do think that she is special. Um, is that because she was born with it? Because we hear tonight, you some people are not, but she was. Maybe she's the only one who's been born with it. Mm-hmm. I, because something makes her different. I believe she's like no others. I believe that too. When what, she said that, what makes you think she was? Or I mean, we did hear the line she was born with it, but why? And we also heard something her about mother, her mom. Her mother had a connection to the cowboy because cowboy knew her mother. It's like mm, he, just, I didn't she see, didn't. I, no, she, she was, did say like she, that's those were your mother's. But she, eyes. I think that was a feeling. Not right. Like I know who your mother is. I right, think that was the insight. Of the vision, someone right? Absolutely. I I don't think that Vanessa really ever knew her mother the way that this woman was trying to describe things. Vanessa probably got a feeling, but I I do think something about her mom, and then maybe, we don't know maybe about her dad. Some some combination of things made Vanessa who she is, mm-hmm. and I and that something is very different than what's happened to anybody else. Yeah. I mean, and that's why we have a show. Dreadful. <laughs> 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 I mean, the main character of Vanessa Unz. I, I will give it to this. I mean, Eva Green, fantastic as always. Yes, but this episode was heavily, heavily Vanessa. All yeah. straight there, and like we said, Bobby last week, he's like. You might have a hard time watching this episode. Yeah, okay. So Bobby gave me a little crap saying that I might not understand a few things in weeks to come. Caught that, Bobby. But you know what? I'm glad you missed this episode because you wouldn't have liked it because you said you couldn't watch her for 45 minutes, and I can. <laughs> That's how word. We do love you, Bobby. But um, okay, yeah, it says so, Team Bobby Marissa over here. That's yeah, right. mm-hmm. it's just Team Marissa tonight. But <laughs> wow. Okay, and none of us are included. At the end, we at the after Cut Wife unfortunately gets executed, and we see Vanessa oh. get branded. Yeah, we don't see her being branded in like first season, and I think this might be like the storyline that they, you know, wrote after. Be like, okay, how do we tie this up? What do you think happens? Between oh, we've then and now, for her to not have the brand on her back, do we, does she not, does she definitely not have the brand on her back? This this episode has inspired homework. One of my oh, list of okay. homeworks is: yeah. Have we seen any open back shots? Well, well remember when we see own, her having sex on the yes. bed naked, <laughs> but she she's thrusting upwards. I don't think we ever saw her from behind. But then when she is having sex with Dorian, mm-hmm. I think we saw her back. Mm-hmm. I don't remember seeing this brand, but now I'm starting to question myself. Like right. Did I see it? Did we see it? I told you, homework. We have to find out if we have the brand. I have to research what the name Joan Clayton means. Yeah. yeah. I have to research what her symbol was, because oh. I was trying to figure that out the whole episode. Joan Clayton's a really strong name, though. It just, like, had to move to it. It's like, oh, that you would have that name. It's my list of homework. But, like, <laughs> I, I like the fact that we gave Cutwife a human name. Like, in the end, it was she powerful. was just a woman. And like not, and I don't mean that in the wrong way, but like she was human, who right. was facing all these things, right? And as as mean or cruel or witchy might have you that she was to Vanessa and whatnot, she when she's talking to Vanessa, she was like, "These girls need you, and they mm-hmm. will turn their backs on you, but that doesn't mean you can't help them." Which is why it was it did come so full circle to have her be killed by one of the people she helped. I have another question. Yeah. It has <laughs> so a part A and a part B. Okay, wow. let's lay it out. A. Part A. Did Vanessa take the po- the book of, like, the poetry of I'm death? going with yes. I want to say yes. Mm-hmm. It's in that bag somewhere. 
She's got it. Number two, is she going to open it this season? Ooh, has she already opened it? Oh. That was a question I had for predictions. I was like, has she opened it? Because we see the cut wife, she says, if you open this, you'll you'll lose yourself. Lose God. And you'll lose God forever. Mm -hmm. Right. And we know Vanessa's still very religious. Yeah. So has she opened it yet? I don't know. I don't know. But there's no way that she didn't take it or is not going to retrieve it somehow because why on earth would they have thrown that in there? Right. I, I, I agree with that. I think that, I mean, I don't know. That's why I was asking. I thought it was an interesting choice that they didn't show her actually grabbing it because mm. that is leaving it up to will Vanessa ever choose to be apart from God? Would she rather lose herself, die, or whatever, than sacrifice that relationship? Would mm-hmm. she ever actually be willing to open it? Um, and what would need to happen for, for her to, to do that? For her to do that. So I thought that was a nice, ambiguous ending. I do think that most everyone thinks that she'd take it because it's a prop and it adds another twist that we want. Ever when you show someone something that hasn't been opened, everyone wants to know what's inside. So, if she has it and hasn't opened it, I would have a hard time believing that because look at what we saw her go through last season. That is the most extreme of the extremes. So now, if she were to open it, I would think, what on earth could possibly happen to you for you to open it after we saw what's happened to you in the past? That was the most extreme situation that anyone could go through. So if she didn't open it then... Well, they're presenting some pretty... uh gripping things for her this season. So, I mean, and it also could be one of those things where it just suddenly resurfaces in some creepy witchcrafty way where, like, she didn't take it and yet it appears somewhere, you know? Like, that could happen. I don't know. I think she's definitely in possession of it. Yeah, and one thing what we haven't seen is we've seen Vanessa go through a lot. We've known her love for Mina as a childhood friend and for as a kind of, I felt, a guilty conscience to try and save her. But now we're seeing the increase of her affection for Sir Malcolm Mm -hmm. in a more looking at him as a father figure. And we're also seeing him being manipulated by the witches. Mm -hmm. So maybe what would push her is not um, wrongdoings to herself or danger to herself, but danger to others again, and maybe losing the last family member she has. Which would cause her to not be as selfish as she's being accused of being. Which would cause her to open the book? I don't know. <laughs> we did see Evelyn in put that somewhat of a trance on the cut wife tonight and trying to lure her over. Do you think these Evelyn or these witches part of the coven will use that same type of trance on Vanessa to open the book? Oh. Um, no. I don't I don't think or so. In, or influence her in any way. Well, does she even know she has it? Yeah, I don't think they know. Does Maybe she if she finds out. Maybe. Then they'll do it. I, I think that it is possible. Um, it's definitely a player in the game right now. They, right. They're trying to let us know that we think we know this much, but really we know uh-huh. this much. So really, where's the book? What's in it? Has she read it? Maybe she doesn't open it and she leaves it as a trap. Oh. Mm. Wow. For mice. Okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. And becomes best friend with Cinderella. What? <laughs> Let's introduce some happy characters. Yeah, yeah. Penny Dreadful. Oh, we yeah. had one. His name is Lyle, but he's a traitor. Oh. I know. Yeah. I, know. I still like Lyle. Though. I know. I do like him, too. 
Okay. One more, one more thing about the the cut wife. Did you notice all the crucifixes still in her house? Do you th- uh, because there w- there was the particular shot when she was on the bed talking to Vanessa, and you saw in the, the windows there were two crucifixes behind her. So do you think the cut wife was just like Vanessa, very religious, but was still influenced by everything that was going on in witchcraft and all that? Well, yeah, I think she didn't fall with the devil, so she still is with God. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, what do you guys think? Uh, I have a mixed I know I keep thinking she's going to talk and then I have a mixed feeling about it because I I liked that she never um spoke against Vanessa's religion and like she was kind of warning about it but she was never like you are wrong but to me it kind of seemed like she wouldn't I I'm totally putting words in her mouth I'm just projecting onto right. her mm-hmm. that I didn't find her to be a practicing religious person, right? But just like an awareness that because she even talked about the old gods as well. Right. So I felt like there was she had an awareness of godlike beings of the fall of to become the devil. Like I felt like she believed in it, but didn't worship using whatever tools you may other. you may need. Mm-hmm. You guys keep looking at the chat. I'm missing out on our friends. Tell me what's going on, Allison. Go ahead. Well, so. Um, how do, how do you, is it Iclabon? Iclabon 72. Iclabon 72. Lots of commentary. He, he or she, uh, asks or says that they wanted Vanessa to ask Joan if Joan had ever opened the book, because we didn't, we didn't know that. Mm. Uh, and then they said, I think she will eventually open it, Vanessa, but it won't automatically condemn her. She'll remain in control of herself, they hope. So how would Joan know what opening the book did? If Joan never opened the book. Yeah. Yeah. Unless someone else said that to her. Unless this book has been passed down or I don't know. I mean, we don't really, we don't know the backstory of the book. But then maybe you're right. Maybe she is not, no longer with God because maybe she opened the book. Oofta. so she knows. Oh dear. Wow. She's not getting a break. I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting to think about how she found that out. It could just be something that's been passed down and she heard this from somebody else. That If you do this, this is what happens. We don't know. But and we probably never will. And you we think? probably won't. Hmm. Unless She's they do dead. bring the book back into present day London. Fan fiction will tell us. <laughs> probably. That is true. Yeah. But again, I think the book is going to play a bigger part in the future. Um, also, did when uh, Cutwife was teaching Vanessa all the plants and herbs, did you notice Deadly Nightshade? Mm-hmm. I know Sarah did because she wrote it down. <laughs> yeah. But if you remember in episode season one, episode four, Demi Mond, when Vanessa and Dorian were was in the green right at the greenhouse, they were talking deadly nightshade. Mm-hmm. Like I like that time. way to bring it back. Yeah, it, it's so like again little nuances to everything we already know, which I thought was brilliant. Right. Um, anything else about this episode? I just thought where, where the house was was beautiful. Uh, I wanted to point that out. Like, the way that they shot all of that was so incredible looking. Yes. Mm-hmm. That final shot, too, where, like, the tree was in the in the frame right. and was so creepy and all so cool. Yeah, it was well done. Really well I, done. I thought it was also interesting that this episode posed a position that Vanessa could be in other than... Um, sought for by other demons. Like, they gave her a purpose if she did choose to keep her powers, not through your exorcism, and if they come out of this all fine and dandy, like, she could help people. 
there was that option in her life that as much as she feels she has been cursed by this thing, and that is what we've been following for this whole show, is just the constant battle she's had to deal with, that there is an outlet of good for her. She just has she to choose that. She could help people. And I think she still will, you mm-hmm. know? I, I think it, it's a it's a part of her on some level. It's just her focus is being mm-hmm. redirected right now. I, I just, I thought it was a good point because the other, a couple episodes ago, episodes ago we did hear like do you want to be normal right and right. i think that my automatic response for her that was, was the finale last year yeah but it was like of course she wants to be normal look what's happening to her her whole life is being destroyed and tormented but there is i think always that seed of hope that maybe she could use this it makes her who she is for one but number two Oh, I guess number two, she's born with it. Number three, she could help people. Right. Yeah. It could it could be a good thing. Right. We're watching her go th- through these struggles right now and hope that's where she does end up eventually. Right. And I think she has a better chance of being good or remaining good because she has her inner circle of people that will help her guide her on the path to still choosing the right choices. She has the Avengers on her side, yes. Yeah, yeah. essentially. I want to know how Ethan reacts to all of this. He will be positive. Right. And now, Ethan, she's telling all this to Ethan. Do you, Sir Malcolm probably doesn't know because she says she hasn't told anyone. <sighs> no, nobody knows. Or does knows. Sir Malcolm know? It's no strange way. to me that she hasn't said any of this. Like, I, I just find it, I find that interesting. After you go through all this stuff with these people and the things that you've seen together and conquered together, I just think it's rather odd that she would hold back. That's not the strange part to me. The strange part to me is why she chose to tell Ethan in this moment, this exact second. She hasn't said anything for years. Why now to tell him? I think How because does she feel she, about him? I mean, she saw this, or he saw the scorpion on the floor. Right. And I, I think there's a level of vulnerability that she feels around him, and I think that there is just some... Connection. Yeah. And protection connection. I mean, oh, he could have seen the scorpion on the floor, and she could have said, "Sometimes I like to draw scorpions with my blood." And <laughs> but I think he would have—he would have seen right through that. Right? That flies. He would have been like, "Yeah, he was okay. like, oh sure, that's fine." She's that done weirder. Right. But I mean, no. I, it's good that Vanessa is actually telling this story because again, it tells the audience. But because we even saw, it, like, first episode, Ethan says, "I've never seen Vanessa like this. I've never seen her mm-hmm. scared or run away from anything." Right. So it's good that. Ethan, of all the people, is the one he told. She told. There there was just one other thing that um, I want to talk about, which is when she flips the tarot card and it says the devil on it. What what you guys thought about that? If that was just pertaining to Mina and what had happened to her, or... I thought it pertained to the fact that the devil wants... Vanessa. Yeah. Like, the devil has a... A card out for her. Well, they they did say the line that the devil, the master, she's the one that the master wants above all. Oh, above right. all. That's, yeah. So the devil follows her everywhere. This is an interesting moment. The other card that we've seen is the lover's card with Ethan. And that, we've seen a few of them now at this point, but I, I think they all hold a lot of meaning. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, mean, I read it, how they also described it was it has multiple meanings. Mm-hmm. And yes, she mm-hmm. was reading for Mina. And the larger picture is what Mina was drawing her in for, who she was serving. But also that this is the first card that we can assume Vanessa ever drew right. was the devil. And she drew a single card and didn't need to turn it over. Like the controlling factor of that upon her life, mm-hmm. that how much this would determine her, like the outcome of what she's been through. Like to me, yes, it meant Mina, but it also signified her card. 
Like, she is embarking on this journey. She's trying to know more. And what she's learning more about is this. And it's always going to be there. True. And Patricio Oliver says in the chat role that Ethan and Vanessa, their connection, they are kindred spirits. She feels that he is as cursed as her. Hmm. So Mm -hmm. they're both cursed in their own ways. Absolutely. And also both confused. Yes. I think they need each other. It's like they're, they're, yeah, they're going to receive answers through each other on some level because they just have common ground. Yes, and I saw a whole somewhat character arc of Vanessa in this episode because literally at the beginning of the episode, she's an all-white. Did mm. you notice that? A whole white gown, she's pure, she's good, cat. good right now. And then you go back to her flashbacks, she started in black, and then she kind of got light gray near the end, when, and then black again as she's leaving the the East Estate. But at the beginning of the episode, she's all white, which is present day London. So for that, More goodness visually, I think that tells the audience right now she's still on the path for good. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. I would agree. Yeah, yeah. Costuming okay. is important. It is. I mean, it, it really is. says. Oh yeah purity and just symbolism. Yeah, when you have a show like this, obviously they think about that. Oh, no. Of detail. Hell, of course, yes. Especially with this type One million of show. percent. Okay. Does anyone have news and gossip? No, no. No. But I do... Sorry. <laughs> That's good. We, we gotta have stuff. Not, I don't really have news and gossip, but I just do want to take this time that we did get a nice comment on iTunes. Thank you all for commenting, rating, downloading, subscribing. We love you everyone um love justified gave us five stars on itunes thank you thank you he says or she says great podcast love the show and the podcast your insight helps as it is very it can be a very layered show look forward to the season thanks awesome thank you yes and we should also shout out to some of the other people on the chat Teresa pacheco 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 i'm gonna go with that shout out to you and tessa wolf I feel like that name could be a character on the show, in fact. Thank Tessa you guys Wolf. for joining us. You're right? awesome. Yeah. yeah. I appreciate it. Keep tweeting at us. Keep downloading, subscribing, rating on iTunes, YouTube, all that fun stuff. We will talk to you all we'll week talk long to you. for the next mm-hmm. episode. 100 years. But before we wrap up, predictions. Can I just tell you that I did... I looked at IMDb. For Patty? Eight episodes for Patty Lapone. I don't know, really? I can't trust IMDb, though. I, I don't think IMDb is lying to us. I can't trust IMDb. I am, I am she's a busy woman, Jen. She's busy. Yeah, but, all right, you're right. No, I... It could just be credits, but we don't see her. Okay, no, if, if they're saying eight, we're at least seeing her a few more times. Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. you got me really thinking. Mm-hmm. But if you think about it, there's only ten episodes. We're already on season three, so she has to be... Maybe she didn't so, die. I don't know. Uh, maybe her spirit went out. I, I, uh, her body. Okay. Oh, now I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> way too much, way too much. Roxy, what do you think? Um, about what? What's Perfection. gonna happen next just, week? Yes. Uh, who was that so woman many. that Ethan was talking to in the, we, we saw very briefly in scenes from next week? He was sitting down and having a conversation with somebody. It could have just been editing. I didn't know who she was. Um, so I'm, I was interested in that. Anytime went a new so character pop, yeah, it just went by so fast. Um, I do, I think that we're going to get some more flashbacks. We're always going to. And that Ethan and Vanessa are kind of gonna become a team and, Everybody else is gonna fade away from that sort of pairing, and there will be something romantic with them at some point. Yeah, okay, mm-hmm. that's what I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. Sarah, okay. I always pronounce his name wrong, so oh, 
Sembe? Sembene. 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 I always pronounce it wrong. You sit on the stairs real weird. Ooh, he knows so much more than he Oh, no. I can't wait for his, like, 45 minute. That's the thing. I'm predicting some more... The thing is, we're either going to get more insight or he's going to die. It's like oh. one of the two things. Don't say that. You can't kill some men. You just can't sit around and watch the same mysterious lines for two right. full seasons. Like, we have to Or either- can he? <laughs> no, uh, he's about to. He looks like a demon sitting up there, though. Or he also looks like an angel because he's watching it. Yeah, like, I'm watching <laughs> over you. Yeah, I don't know. He's like, gargoyle. So, yeah, okay, hey, that could be. I hope um, he doesn't die. I want to see more. I feel like next week we are going to definitely uh, resume uh, with the whole Wax Museum storyline cool. and exploring this. And anything uh, with Dorian? Will we see anything over there? Oh, I don't know if that will be in next week. I'm trying Is to her name f- Angelique? Yeah, yeah, yeah I don't I know. That might have been a... One time. Uh, uh, no, you don't think so? Think okay. I don't know. I'm like, but, let me check IMDb. No. Uh, yeah, like Sarah and I were saying last week, again, Dorian's storyline is so, like, storyline Z right now right. compared to everything else. It's uh, such a back burner, which is unfortunate because Dorian's such an intriguing character. It won't always be. There's no, oh, no freaking way. But, yeah. again, right now his story so does not tie in with anybody. Right. right. Yeah, but we, we see that very easily storylines can tie into each other. Like last week when all of a Maybe sudden Vanessa and Caliban are meeting up. It's like, holy crap, didn't see that coming. Right, that is Maybe true. Okay, my, my, I want to see more of that, too, actually. Me, too. Yeah. My quick prediction is that we saw at the end that Cut Wife left, was it the estate to Vanessa, like the, the whole like the property, deed. oh right, the, the deeds to the Milanovich, right, the, uh, the, the deeds to uh, the the land and the house. So that Vanessa has a safe haven. Mm-hmm. Just question though, like since when is Xing out a name, name and writing a name above it make it legitimate? That's true. Like. Uh, that's how I'm going to fill out all my paperwork. <laughs> and people's names. Sarah now owns White all this other stuff. But then, and also, how do we know that, like, you know, Hawk, Hawks, Hawks, Hawks how, how do we not know that he just didn't seize all of the, like, her house and the land or whatever after she died and the will is not there so like she's coming after because this is TV so there's no way. Okay. But they, yeah. okay. Again, they also dead. Maybe they well, didn't. Show yeah, I know. We're like, what happened to the husband? Yeah. I don't know. I'm, didn't but, he must be? I'm, I'm, she killed him. I don't know. I don't know. But did she did say like I'm recently widowed? Oh, to Sir Malcolm. She, oh, she killed him. Sir Malcolm. Yeah, but uh, who knows if that's true? Oh yeah, I, I could be wrong. Oh, that's true. No, she could be lying. Were yeah. they married or were they just lovers? Oh, I think they were married. I feel like they were married. Mm, okay, Ugh. interesting. Okay, but is, other than that, they. It seems like Vanessa does have a safe haven, and we're going to go back to that house. Definitely. And if Vanessa didn't take the book, the book is still at the house. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. And, again, that's going to play back into maybe that could be the only place where they can destroy the coven. Oh. Destroy these three witches. Safety. Mm. That's that's where I will leave all of you guys. Wow. Thank you all for listening. Where can everyone keep following you throughout the week? Uh, me, uh, at the Allison Dean on Twitter and Instagram, and Tuesday nights on Bloodline. Woohoo! <laughs> Bloodline's cool. It's a good show. Uh, hi, Aftermath TV, Game of Thrones, Popcorn Talk, Anatomy of Movie, those type of things. 
And as always, if you're looking for her, you can just find me at Roxy Stryer <laughs> because you guys tweet all your stuff for her at me anyway, which I'm rolling my eyes about, but actually I really love. So keep on uh, having that come. And, and where are they going to be? At Roxy Stryer. <laughs> yeah. They find you at Roxy Stryer and me at and you can follow me everywhere at Serafini TV. Thank you all for listening. Keep rating, down, downloading, subscribing, tell Chatting. a friend, talk to us throughout the week. We will answer. We love listening to all of you. And we will see you next week. Yay! From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.